Hello, and thank you for joining This Is Just a Phase. I'm your host, Jonathan Kent. Uh, first off, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has checked up on me. Uh, there has been a delay in a uh, new release, and that was due to the fact that I was under the weather for two weeks. Um, so there was a delay in getting a new episode out, and um, that being so, I just wanted to take that extra time to make sure I... Uh, made uh, incredible content for you guys to check out in the future. So I took that extra time off, and uh, I'm feeling much better. And uh, thank you for those who reached out to me. Um, That being said, uh, not only can you listen to the podcast on uh, Spotify, but you also can check this out on Anchor FM, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, or wherever else you listen to the podcast. Um, also, uh, you can check out our Facebook group at This Is Just a Phase for updates on new and past episodes, as well as merch opportunities, touring schedules from bands being featured, as well as the occasional music video. Um, also, uh, please head over to this is just a record label.bandcam.com and check out the record label that I co-own and check out incredible music from the likes of the Prozacs, the Plan B's, Letters in Gatlin, as well as three incredible compilation releases. Uh, that being said, let's get started with this episode. You've got no motivation and you've got no self-esteem. There's a hole inside your head with the fear. episode, I get the pleasure of sitting down and chatting with the incredible Misky D. Rodriguez of the amazingly cool punk band City Mouse. We chat about her moving across the country to start the band, the early years of the band, her influences, and her incredible writing style. We also wax nostalgic over 90s music, excitement for her upcoming tour with a stopping youngstown, my I add preparation for the release of the Magnitude EP and her upcoming full length, both coming out on the California-based label It's Alive, and so much more. So sit back and enjoy the return of This Is Just a Phase. Here's a song from the 2022 EP Magnitude called Sweet Heat. Enjoy. Love took your weakness out of me. Love took away all of my nice things, my things. That I earned, that I made, that I deserve to appreciate 
overflowing and I thought like oh maybe I did something dumb like maybe it's my hair or I don't know and so I tried plunging it and then all this black stuff came out and I was like oh god so I like called my emergency (laughs) maintenance and they were like um oh you know this happens every once in a while like I because I've lived here for three years going on I think oh and uh he goes back in the day when they put this building up he said all four bathroom sinks uh all go into my drain so so it's just the bathroom sinks at least it's not like so it's gray water it's not black water at least you know oh well that's good it's at least not shit unless someone's (laughs) shitting in the bathroom sink which would be really fucking gross and (laughs) i I mean you never know (laughs) (laughs) things happen people have babies you know i don't know (laughs) you don't know what they're doing right (laughs) yeah it doesn't smell great but i was just like oh i guess i'll keep my door closed um he's just gonna run around and tell those guys not to use their bathroom sink because they could still use their shower their toilet their kitchen sink uh and then uh after that not and they'll send someone in tomorrow when it's not like overtime. Oh, that'll be smart. That'll be good then. Um, yeah, whatever. Well, I'm glad he was able to come out and, and handle that for you. <laughs> yeah, so he's going to do that. He's going to knock on their doors or whatever. Like, I'm just, I'm, I was just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here with Misky D. Rodriguez of the band City Mouse. Uh, Misky, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. You're you're very welcome. Um, I discovered you and your band um, 
I want to say it was, I don't know if it was a, a live video or, or, or what it was. I want to say it was around like 2015. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if it was, maybe you did like a live performance and I came across you on YouTube. And um, there's definitely a lot of like videos that people have taken at shows. So that's probably it. I don't think I had done anything on my own intentionally <laughs> at that point. Yeah, I think maybe because I was playing a band that was similar to yours, that are just kind of how YouTube has that algorithm where they ends up giving you stuff similar. Um, yeah. I think that's how I came across your band. And then um, when uh, you uh, when uh, you released Get Right in 2017, uh, that's when I really delve into you and your band and uh, really got into your back catalog. Um um, there's not tons of information on you or your band, um, <laughs> but um, it your bio says that uh, I would guess maybe about 20 years ago you left a you left the corporate world to start pursuing music. Um, what was what went into that decision, and and what were you doing in the corporate world, so to speak? Um, I was doing like I was working for a construction sales company. Like I had my dad uh, was like a drafter, so I had like AutoCAD experience and things like that. And uh, oh no, am I still here? Yeah, you're still here. Okay, dang it! It asked. Me, it was like cancel or whatever. All right, <laughs> it's okay. Um, okay, so. I was working for a construction company um, selling like, you know, like metal stud and drywall and things like that. I would just, my job was basically just to do a, like look at blueprints and tell people what they needed. Um, but I was just, you know, I was making lots of money and I was uh, doing everything. Like I had, was doing everything that, you know, I thought I was supposed to be doing like, you know, having a good job and getting good money and, you know, having a place to live and all this. And uh, I don't know, I was just really incredibly depressed. And I went to go visit my friend Stephen in Lexington, Kentucky over a Christmas holiday and ended up just like, you know, ha hanging out in like a different kind of pace. Like it was a lot uh, different pace from Los Angeles. Um, it just seemed like there was so much more time in the day. And we hung out at a party with some people and they were like we were like playing songs to each other like on acoustic guitar and those guys were like let's start a band and I was like I don't live here <laughs> and then I came back home and like maybe not even like a month later I just quit my job and bought a van and put all my junk into it and my dog and I just drove straight across the country and started a band with those uh people that I met at that party um wow yeah it was just like you know whatever I don't know I just uh didn't feel like you know I, I didn't know what I was doing I didn't have any direction everything was just so like like robotic for me at that time and I was so unhappy and I think like just being over there and hanging out with people um was just exactly what I needed it made me so happy and um yeah I got used to that kind of like 
I had so much more time in the day from living in Los Angeles. Like I felt like I probably gained five hours a day of like not commuting, not parking, not like, you know, if I wanted to meet, that's like, I feel like in a big city, like, I don't know, it's like living in like a shoebox in outer space. <laughs> like, you know, it's oh, like yeah. I have my place, but I just have to make so many kinds of arrangements to like even meet up with one person. Um, like there's no like neighborhood for me or anything like that. And I never really kind of, I kind of grew up all over California. I went to like 13 different schools. I just, um, you know, didn't have any kind of like crew or people that I grew up with or anything like that. So I just kind of, you know, the winds changed, I guess. And I just kind of went out that way and, uh, and so on and so on. I've lived a lot of different places now and uh, I just always kind of, move around when I see fit, I guess. And you know what, and, it, and it's nice, like, I, I kind of understand what you're saying. Like, you almost felt like you didn't have any sort of allegiance to L.A. or that California living. I mean, uh, uh, no. family, you didn't. Which I don't, like, I don't really have, like, uh, like, my dad didn't live in California anymore, and he's who I grew up. And uh, my mom and sister did, but my my little brother lives somewhere else. It was just like I didn't really have. There's no roots there, um, so and I definitely that. wasn't part of like any kind of community. Uh, so I mean, I I feel like I'm more a part of communities um, in California now than I ever was <laughs> before <laughs> I you know like before I uh, moved away. So so you so you started doing the. You started doing the band. Was that City Mouse right away, or was that something prior to that? It was City Mouse right away. Uh, okay. That was the name of the band. It was like City Mouse, uh, like moves to the country, <laughs> or like <laughs> nice. you know that like City Mouse. I think it's like visits, you know, Town Mouse visits the country or something like that. Yes, yeah, like Mouse, children's City book. Country Mouse, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of like the the joke um, of that name, and it just kind of. Like, I've never stopped playing the different songs. I kind of had a weird turn when I first had, like, my first complete turnover of band members. <laughs> like, for whatever reason, you know, either, like, like family or jobs or, you know, whatever was going on, uh, weren't going to be in the band anymore. Um, I was like, do I keep doing it as this? Or, um, and, you know, eventually I decided to just keep it since I, you know, it was, I had so much invested in it already. Um, so yeah, I've just had the same, I have been, I have had the same band name for like probably like 20 years or so. <laughs> and, uh, it's just me and, uh, you know, a rotating cast of, uh, very cool characters who, um, you know, I truly appreciate more than anything for like, humoring my bullshit and like helping me, you know, achieve these <laughs> weird goals <laughs> that I create. And that's and that's awesome. And you have you have such a uh, a catalog of releases. I mean, you're going back to 2004 with uh, the first self-titled EP, and all the way up until last year when you put out the Magnitude EP and um, the uh, Spits and Chomps, the collection of like the B sides and uh, and uh, split tracks and stuff like that. So you have this large discography of music you know there of course there's some you know holes in between where you know release stuff but 
the amount of stuff that you've put out, I mean, you've, you've really kept busy, especially over like the last, the last 10 years of the band. Yeah. And I'm only getting busier. Um, I, you know, it's mostly the reason between releases is that, you know, I don't, a lot of it is that I don't really have a lineup you know there's not like some people there's not people I can like play with once a week to like hash things out you know it's like I I only ever like get everyone together like maybe a couple days before tour and then I'm like okay like let's go through this new song that I sent you like my (laughs) recordings of um and uh but the main part of that is just money like you know I have also I'm also like a single person by myself you know who trying to keep a roof over their head wherever they are mm-hmm. and you know i also have to pay for like recording and mixing and mastering and all that and, and when you're the head honcho of of the band who's the only consistent member of the band it's like all that falls on you you know yeah like, there's no like, band fund like the band fund is like my rent you know <laughs> like, exactly like, yeah. a, like it's all just my money like so yeah i don't like uh, you know that's it's i may not like you know survive on the money i make off of my band but i certainly could not survive without it oh exactly and like, like i said like i I really like your band a lot. And when I first discovered you, I, I instantly connected to, to, to the pop uh, punk side of your band. But what I re- what really stuck out to me is the lyrics. I mean, I'm, I'm a lyrics person. I, when I listen to a song, I pay attention to the, the lyrics probably more than the music itself. I know there's a lot of people out there who are the opposite. They listen to the beat as long as it's catchy, they like it. No, I understand because, I mean, I, like, I love, like, good lyrics. Like, lyrics are, like, my, just not even that, like, emote, like, real, genuine, passionate lyrics, like, emotive lyrics. Like, that's what really gets me when I listen to, you know, when I listen to music. Like, that's the kind of music that, like, you know, draws me in and just, like, captures me. Um, I think it's because I'm, I feel like there's, like, different kinds of, there's, like, I feel like there's like art for message, art for entertainment, and then art for like expression. And I feel like I am just solidly in that expression, like, and the word express, like, it's like, it has to come out. It's something that is being expressed from my body. Mm. Like, so I feel like uh, that's kind of why, you know, lyrics are so important to me because they're like, and especially when they just are genuine, like all those words, like I don't like, I feel like I almost don't have a choice with, with you know, with saying what I'm say in my songs. It's almost like you're trying to 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 say what you don't normally have the opportunity to say. You know what I mean? In your in your daily life, you're not going to, you know, certainly, yeah, start certainly. poetic during your normal day. You know, exactly. <laughs> no, it's it's like because it'd be to me, I'd like feel like silly. You know, like I'd feel silly even like talk I, I can't I'm not a great like uh like I don't just I, I don't want to like talk out my problems you know and so I feel like the uh I don't want to burden <laughs> other people I guess but uh the like songs like writing songs I feel like is just absolutely super therapeutic like it's definitely like my way of dealing with my emotions and you know life's disappointments and uh you know everything that goes on 
described as soulful emotional punk rock um some of the a- other adjectives to describe like your your lyrics and writing are like empowering heartbreaking honest and passionate and in a in whereas pop punk normally kind of gets seen as you know songs about that you know songs about boys <laughs> girls songs about you know, go into the bar, blah, 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 blah. Your songs are on a whole nother, on a whole nother stratosphere, if that makes any sense. Like, you're, I was listening to Get Right earlier, and I just was, I just kind of closed my eyes and I listened to the lyrics, and I'm like, God, she really can craft really amazing lyrics. And I was like, I don't think I ever truly sat and listened to these songs the way that I am right now. And I, I just, I really found all those adjectives being very true to, to, to your songwriting. Well, thank you so much. I mean, that's like literally all I can hope for is that, you know, like people can kind of like, you know, pick up what I'm putting down, like basically like uh like feel you know just know that those emotions are out there now what were your i mean when you for when you first started the band um writing the way that you do um really putting your heart into it what were what were your early influences that um kind of pushed you into the direction that you, you ended up taking city mouse um, like, like band influences or band like or other music, I would say, I would say, um, it's so weird. Like, uh, I feel like, uh, Cindy Lauper is a big one. Um, like time after time and all through the night were songs that were like my favorite songs growing up. Um, 
Prince was a big one. That Purple Rain LP was like the first record that me and my dad ever bought together. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to a lot of the Muffs. Uh, I love Kim Shattuck's voice. Um, and I love that her lyrics were like not um, like not conversational. Like they're very like uh, like like way more like uh, poetry without, you know, like without making sentences and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved that. And Nirvana, like huge on me with that kind of like like when I was like trying to like identify, you know, at that time when Nirvana before Kurt Cobain killed himself, like that was yeah. a time where I was trying to find my own identity and identifying with someone who seemed like they were also trying to find their own identity. Mm-hmm. And um, so I feel like all those are pretty big uh, influences as far as um, like my output. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Kurt because the one reoccurring theme, especially in people of our 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 generation, you know, people over the age of forty years old, we we Nirvana was almost in a weird way, kind of like our Beatles. Um, it certainly was. Yeah, they definitely. I mean, they had the world's attention. <laughs> yeah, they completely. I mean, you hear you hear older generate the older generation talk about the first time they saw the Beatles on. You know, I forget what what show that was, the Johnny Carson show, whatever show they went on. Um, but like you know, they're like the Tonight Show, or whatever. And I remember the first time I was eleven years old, no, ten years old, when Smells Like Teen Spirit came out, and I was just at the age where I was starting to decide what I wanted to. Like I had my dad, I had my parents' music, I had my uncle's music, and my cousin's music. But I was finally at the age where I was starting to decide, like, what kind of music I was getting into, you know, what sounded good to me. And Nirvana hit, and it's like, holy shit, this is, this is, this is what I want to listen to. This is, the yeah, like, this is I me. Heard. Yeah. And, yeah. And Nirvana it, certainly taught me how to, like, I feel like they, like, showed me how to scream into the void. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it made all sense, especially when you're pre-pubescent and you're like, you got all this fucking, you know, this anxiety and all this, all this aggression and all this fucking weird shit going on in your head. And you hear this guy singing about shit that like, you know, your parents go, I don't understand what he's saying, but like, I do. You just must not get it. You know, yeah. what I mean? like, it was, it was nice to hear somebody hear somebody craft pop songs at its essence, but making them, you know, making them feel new and exciting. And I mean, because they're essentially pop songs. You t- you, oh, yeah, you they're incredible the pop songs. Me. Yeah, you they're incredible pop me. songs. <laughs> yeah, like there was a video I saw on, on YouTube and it was like, what if, what if, what if the songs were played in a, in this tuning? And they did the one, and it was like a fucking Beatles song. <laughs> it, was just a, it was like essentially a Beatles song, and I'm like, "Huh, you know what I mean? Like these are like legit pop songs, just you know, tuned to D and in and other weird tunings. You know, like they're just just pop songs." Yeah, absolutely. Like they're, they're, I mean, a lot of the music I listen to, I feel like, 
you know, it might be considered like punk or like new wave or alternative or metal or whatever, but almost all of them, uh, I always just, the first thing I notice is like, you know, this is such, it has such a hook, like it's such a pop song, like it's such a well-crafted pop song. A lot of 70s country was all just like incredible pop songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I live in, I, I grew up in Western Pennsylvania and um, I live in, I live closer to Youngstown now. I live over in Ohio. And um, the one thing growing up that was always very intertwined with the music that I listened to was, was country music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when I say country music, of course, I mean, you know, the 60s, 70s, 80s country, you know, I call the golden age of country, um, you know, from like, you know, Dwight Yoakam to, you know, Hank Williams Jr., Sr., Willie Nelson, you know, George Strait, all that. Oh, um, yeah, man. I loved Crystal Gale. was like, I was a super huge Crystal Gale fan. When I was oh, yeah. I love Crystal Gale. I really did. And my, my favorite was, uh, I really liked, um, oh, what was, uh, early Garth Brooks. Um, I really liked, um, Oh, what was the 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 um the collection? It was uh um it was like Roy Orbison, um well, who was it like Tom Petty? Uh, oh, Traveling Wilburys. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They were so good. They yeah, had the, really they had music stuff. videos too on MTV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funny story. Me and my wife the one night we had just got a fire stick and we you know did stuff to our fire stick and um we were going through the the channels to one day and i because i truly didn't know how many channels we ended up getting on the fire stick and we came across it was mtv classic and it was like 90s and we're sitting there watching and then our son comes and our son comes in and he goes what are you guys watching he goes we're watching 90s videos and i think on the radio i think at the time it was like a back song and then the next thing, like something came on, it was like, um, it was like uh, Backstreet Boys. And then they played like a Sonic Youth video. And then they played like a, it was some kind of like alt country song. It was like a Wilco song or something like that. And I'm just like, he's like sitting there, you know, he's watching a couple of the songs. And he's going, wow, the 90s were all over the place. Like, <laughs> they were it, it was dude the, this is why we always say like the nine, the 80s and 90s were like the greatest time for music they were but, and you know what was crazy like i always think about this like in the 90s all like the bands were all of different ages like you mm-hmm. did have little kid bands and like you know boy bands and stuff like that but you also had like incredible bands that were just women like uh veruca salt and the hole oh, and billion and hatfield three and like mm-hmm. uh like like, you know, none of the babies, you know, like little teen, like now I feel like a lot of times, like it's mostly a certain age is like what's most popular. Yeah. And I'm, you know, you, you busted out two, two of my favorite nineties bands, uh, Veruca Salt and Juliana Hatfield. Um, oh yeah. I like, I, Juliana Hatfield is probably my, my number one, like singer song. Liz Fair. Oh That's my God. Liz years. Fair. Liz Fair is up there too. The the the, the Pixies. That dog. 
that dog oh my god yes yeah i can make i have a, i have this playlist <laughs> listen, listen i i my wife jokes around all the time because we'll, we'll be talking about music and stuff and i was like i love female fronted 90s bands I, yeah I, you know, don't know what it is and i mean i mean it letters to cleo and like you know all those bands like i just i i gravitated towards uh, there were so many of them, though. That's what's so awesome many. about the 90s. There's just so many of them. That's and they like, were all, like, pretty popular. They weren't, like, you know, little indie bands. <laughs> no, and they're all bands that I go back to. Like, I was, I just watched uh, I watched the documentary about Kathleen and Hannah, and I, and I went back and listened to Bikini Kill and Latagra and Jolie Ruin, and I'm just like, God, this shit was so fucking good. Like, I yeah, forgot. I was all over it. Like, I was nonstop with my Walkman and stuff, like, all, just all the time. Like, mm -hmm. I would make my own, like, little compilation cassettes and, like, with all, like, with CDs, just, like, you know, take tracks by tracks and just, like, make these little comps that I would just listen to over and over and over again. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and I, when my, when my daughter, when my daughter, she's 17 now, when she was kind of coming into her, you know, her teens i was trying to get her in to a lot of the female bands because she was kind of feeling lost like she didn't really have like a place and i was like well here's a list of these bands maybe, maybe you can check these bands out you know maybe they'll speak to you or something instead of because of all this stuff that you're getting exposed to on the internet whether it's you know like the the rap girls or the the you know Ariana Grande's or whatever the world maybe there's some of these people that might speak to you and you know she she got into some of the stuff she didn't get into all of them but there you know she did get into into the 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 some of the bands like she really likes uh Paramore and she really likes like the bomb pops and stuff like that. So I did get her into some of this stuff. I just couldn't get her all the way into the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of dragged her back a little bit. <laughs> like, I'm like, check out Slater Kinney. Jeez, this is perfect for you. You know what I mean? She's like, no dad, I'm good. What have you done? You dumb, dumb, dumb. You had a free one. Dumb, dumb, dumb. The devil on your shoulder. a little bit about um 
you mentioned earlier about how you have gone from you went from LA, you had gone to uh, Lexington, Kentucky, and yeah. also you, Lansing, Michigan. You went now. You're currently in Tampa. Yeah. Um, with a, with I think maybe one or two stops back in different spots in California too. Why exactly the moves around? Is it is it a is it a um, just to be in new places, or is it sometimes a strategy with? Nah, <laughs> it's just a matter of like you know convenience usually, or like you know like if if I'm dating someone or something, and you know I don't know, like it's it's literally just kind of like the wind changes, I guess. Like you know, I if I'm planning to leave a place, um, like for instance, leaving Lansing, I really didn't have a reason to be there anymore. Um, and it was cold. <laughs> I didn't like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but I uh, was doing a lot of tour managing for uh, the Dolly Rots. Mm-hmm. And they had a place down here. And so I came to, like, I usually come down here to fly out or, with them to wherever we're flying out to or to leave from here for tour or whatever. And uh, so I just kind of decided that I would just come and stay with them for a little while and kind of get my stuff together and I like played a couple shows back in Michigan, uh, took the money from that and kind of put a down payment on a car and did a bunch of like Uber Eats deliveries and stuff. And then I uh, got myself an apartment and then uh, moved myself down uh, shortly after, I guess. Oh, wow. And so and <laughs> I'm just here. And how's Florida been since you moved? Um, well, that was right before the pandemic started. <laughs> oh God, yes. So, the damn, the damn so I kind of had all these ambitions. Um, I had the best year for City Mouse planned. It was like so much touring. There was a European tour in September, like a couple full US tours, West Coast tour. And I was like so excited to be doing that. And um, like things were really rolling, you know, and um, yeah, that got canceled. It was pretty depressing. Um but I did, you know, learn to new skills of like getting kind of like a home uh, kind of studio set up in order to like uh, work on music with people, not you know, remotely. And uh, that was how, you know, I put together the whole um, album, the whole full length that's going to be coming out. Um, I'm actually getting texts right now from Adam from It's Alive because he's... Uh, he has a, what do you call it? He's asking me questions about the cover art for the seven oh, inch, okay. but that, that magnitude seven inch, that magnitude seven inch is, uh, is coming out hopefully before tour. I'm really planning on it coming out before tour. I've been waiting like so long for this thing. Um, it's just been set back after set back as far as like uh, production because it's been done. It's been done since I released it, you know, on Spotify, but the actual physical seven inch should be out soon. And then after that, I'm hoping for a summer, late summer or fall release uh, of the full length. It would be a miracle, but it would be really great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really excited because you're actually playing my area. Yeah, I'm going back March. to Youngstown finally. Yeah, I'm super excited. I, it's funny because I'm actually throwing to uh, my friend, my friend's band called the Prozacs out of Massachusetts. Um, I'm doing, a, they're doing like a little mini tour coming out here 
because it's been the first time they've played in the area like 17 years. So we're getting them out here, and I'm doing a showdown in Pittsburgh on the 31st, and then the 1st they're playing in Youngstown. And then I saw your date for the 30th, and I'm like, well, looks like I'm going to three shows in a row. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yay, I'm so glad. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really pumped out. Youngstown's I haven't been- I haven't seen those I haven't been to Youngstown for years now, so I'm excited to get back there again. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love Youngstown. I like I said, I, I, I lived in a little town about twenty minutes outside of Youngstown and uh we moved closer. I'm like five minutes away from the majority of the venues. So whenever there's a show going on, I'm like, Well, I just got a five, ten minute drive ahead of me. Yay. <laughs> get some shows. So I'm really excited. Uh that that you're coming out and playing and I was like really stoked to see that. So awesome. I can't wait to see you see you play. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> excited for this tour. Kane from Lip to Commissar. And I think uh Luke might actually be filling in on drums uh for part of that tour. And um so that's uh Kane's new band uh is uh Death Kill Overdrive. Okay. Uh, that that live tour is gonna be super fun. I haven't seen them for a while, and they're like long homies, you know. So, uh, you know, we're late mates. Uh, to homicide days, and uh, you know, we've all played shows, many shows together. Super excited to um, reconnect with them and have a good like two week hangout. <laughs> That's gonna be awesome. And you're playing that show at the. Uh... Now infamous uh, West Side Bowl. Oh, so, why is it infamous? <laughs> just a lot of attention lately. It's between. Oh, cool, good. Uh, between uh, the shows that I've been uh, booking there and um, uh, a buddy of mine, Bo, who does a lot of work with. Buddy of mine, um, Bo. You know Bo too. Okay, great. Yeah, that's who I booked through that that show oh, through. That's, that's right. the that first is who booked the show. Through. That is yeah. the first person that I contacted. <laughs> Yeah, I've known I've known Bo a very long time, and I was, uh, you know, what I did happen to see that he was the one who booked that show. We, me and him both, like, uh, have really been trying to push uh, Youngstown, um, getting a lot more attention in the the great venues that we had. You know, ever since the uh, ever since all the restrictions lifted, we've really been trying to push. Uh, bands coming through Youngstown again because it feels like it, it's been so long that like you know what bands go through Columbus or they'll go through Cleveland and they kind of leave us in the dust and you're like no we've got you know, this I wide feel, open feel, center spot here. <laughs> I feel like people make jokes about Ohio all the time but Ohio has so many cities compared to other states like so many different sit- towns to play you can do a whole tour in Ohio. Oh my god the one night there's there's one night we have the Prozac show um, in Youngstown, um, there's like three other shows going on in Youngstown. The Queers are playing in, in Canton. There are shows going on in Cleveland. There are shows going on in Columbus all in the same night. And it's all like in a three hour radius. It's just like all this, all this, all these shows going on. It's, it's incredible. It's, it's really, um, I don't know. It's, it's just a very, very Started to become more more seen as a, as a stop for music for sure, and it's really nice to see more and more bands come through the area. Yep, Youngstown, Cincy, Cleveland. 
I know I'm missing. Akron, I know. Kenton, Toledo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, I have uh, one. My one buddy. He he plays in a band called Kelsey Bad Grammar. They're out of <laughs> uh, they're out of fin- Finley, which is almost in, like right before you get into Indiana. So like they're starting to get like a nice little scene developing out there too. I mean, there's just excuse me, there's just all tons of just little scenes going on, and it's incredible. And I'm lucky that I have you know. I know people in every city that has, you know, I have connections all through the state. So it's like, it's awesome if they like, Hey, do you have, if, if there's anything up your way, let me know. And I'll be like, same, you know, we all try to connect each other and keep each other in the loop as far as, you know, tours and stuff like that are concerned for bands. So it's really awesome. Lost your way, something don't 
the last couple of days, I, I really started listening to your stuff again after a while. And, and I just, I really, I really enjoyed the EP magnitude that you just put out. Um, I just, I, I, I want the listener to go out and check as much as, as much of your material as they can. Cause it's, it's great stuff. It's great music. I really love what you're doing and uh, I hope everything keeps coming up roses for you. Cause you're awesome. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much. I really hope that I have that seven inch to give you in Youngstown. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'd be, I'll be, I'll be waiting like, I gotta get it. I gotta get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm praying. I'm going to, I'm about to get on the horn here with Adam to make sure that he has everything. I don't want to be holding him up because, you know, label art or whatever. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, besides playing through uh, Youngstown, what other shows do you have coming up for the next couple months? Um, well, that whole, uh, it's two weeks in March and two weeks in April. Um, there's one date in Tampa on 316. And then it's, uh, I mean, I could rattle the whole list off. It's Chicago. Oh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll put a post on that. Yeah. It's like, on. it's like the Midwest, uh, for March, uh, the last two weeks of March and then, uh, middle two weeks of April it's coast, um, from San Diego and also, uh, Salt Lake City, Las Vegas, and Tempe, Arizona. So it'll be kind of just like the West there. Oh, awesome. And, and, uh, yeah. these, and after these dates, what are your what are your plans for the rest of the year? You you said you might you might start recording again for the, the full length? The full length is completely done. Uh it's well, it's completely mixed. I had just got the final mixes like uh two days ago. Um which, you know, with tears in my eyes, was, has listened to them maybe like two times because I'm like just scared to. I'm like nervous about it. But um, I, I am so happy. Like, I've never been this happy with like, um, like these songs came, are exactly what I envisioned, exactly what I was hearing, exactly what I did. And um, it took like a, it was just a solid group of people that, that really put so much effort into making that happen for me. And I like, I couldn't be more satisfied with uh, the product. You know, I couldn't be more satisfied with the way these songs came out. Um, and I'm so just happy that they're, they're going to get out there. Um, yeah. So about that, that's what I'm going to be doing is like pushing, you know, to get this record out and, trying to figure out how I'm supposed to release it these days because I know it's like I gotta first release like singles to get like you know mm -hmm. hopefully on playlists and da -da 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 -da, like all the yeah. content and all the things that I hate doing but I don't have anyone else to do it for me so um <laughs> you know the things that aren't writing songs and playing guitar <laughs> and that's getting all, all the all that's getting released out on it's alive as well right yeah mm -hmm, definitely okay. and so well he's yeah we're really excited about it so um like like that i'm there's nothing else on my mind right now but getting that record out and then uh you know from then on just more doors and i can't wait honestly the my favorite thing about finishing a recording is like now i can just work on new songs like i just feel yeah. like i have songs that are just like waiting in a line like you know tapping their feet with their arms crossed like hey like well, that's like, like earlier you said that like earlier you said like the pandemic slowed everything down so it's like i'm sure you amassed all these amounts of songs and even though you record a whole album it's like 
well, shit, I almost have a whole other album ready to go. (laughs) Basically, like, that's how I felt. Like, I felt bad, like, when we first started touring. Like, I was playing so many new songs, but to me, like, they weren't even new anymore, you know? (laughs) Like, like, I just, like, so, yeah, so I can't wait to just get, I just want to keep on putting more music into the world and, um, you know, whatever avenues that takes me down. Um, You know, I feel like sometime eventually I'd like to just write songs for other people. So, um, but you know, but my, uh, my first, first and foremost is getting this record out into the world and, um, then we'll just take it from there, I guess. See where the wind takes me. (laughs) And I can't wait to uh, see you at the end of March. And I implore the listener to check out you and your band. Um, I'm super stoked for you and super happy for you and can't wait to hear the new record and uh the record after that (laughs) and the one after that yep (laughs) and the one after that that's right well Mitski, thank you so much for taking the time out of your night to uh, sit down and talk to me for a little bit and uh it was really awesome getting to know you uh more as a person and uh gush over the music that you've made over the years um it's been (laughs) really fun yeah well i'm sure i'll be be talking to you off uh, in march Oh, absolutely. Uh, Misky, have yourself a wonderful night, and I'll be talking to you soon. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>